When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hi, Tom Bernard here. You're listening to Best of the Family. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walls Rod Motor Group, Walls.com, and Doug Sprinthal. Nissan news. This is exciting, and I'm glad Andy's here. We just got our first shipments at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan of the all-new 2021 Nissan Rogue. Dude, you need to trade. This is a brand-new vehicle. It's got bird's-eye parking, so when you're backing up, you hit the screen, and it's like a spy satellite above oh. the vehicle, It is, and it's got ProPilot. It is cool. Trade your car in. Well, Melissa said she did like this one better than the last one, so maybe she'll like the next one better than this one. All right. Be like Andy and Melissa and check out the Nissan Rogue. It's been a dream of mine to be like Andy ever since he was born. <laughs> so, yeah, check out these vehicles at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and in Coon Rapids, House of J-Lo and the House of Dan Resch. Tell them Andy sent you. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. I love this song. What song is that? Hysteria by Def Leppard. Hysteria, that's the name of it. I knew it was Def Leppard, but it's, uh, yeah, Hysteria. I like Def Leppard. Me too. Yeah, they went through a lot of stuff and just stayed on top, man. Hey, just because he lost a leg and an arm or whatever. <laughs> well, they lost a guitar player, too. Steve. Uh, yeah. What happened died to his about? leg and his arm? Car accident. Car accident. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then Steve oh. OD'd on alcohol and died. 
And so they've been through a lot in, in their yeah. careers and, yeah. and stayed on top, man. Yeah. It's pretty hard to do. Most fans would have been hated each other and broke up. Yeah. It's abs. Oh, my. Dude, what you were just talking about, I think. Most most killed in deadly Himalayan uh, clash fell to their deaths. Yeah. Are you talking about the people from India? Yeah. I thought so. They fell to their deaths. I didn't know. That's terrible. Ain't good. A lot, of, a lot of stuff's going on in the world that we're not even talking. Our media doesn't even talk about it at all. No, they don't. Zero. BBC does though. I mean, BBC covers. Chinese are going after India. We have we have North Korea blowing stuff up. Why would China be going after India? India and China are they fought alive. over who no. owns the Himalayas? Yeah, it's a border country, so they want. Why to do they care about China? The wants more, China wants land. No. That's what they're. That's what yeah, they China do. just wants China's to become got a the shit world. Ton of land. They're building more land in the ocean. They're yeah. pu- they're pushing dirt into the ocean yeah, from the mountains, are. building more land. They've they got are. tons of land. Well, they want more. Like it's gonna end well. <laughs> they want more. All right, it's time for a little laugh, and I'll just read the headline because the headline's the only funny part of it. If this doesn't cheer you up, I don't know what will. This is an actual headline in today's news blog. You ready? News blog. News News something. From Blogland. From the Newswire. Guy fined. Okay. Yes, he's been fined. Guy fined by police. For farting at them with full intent. <laughs> full intent farting. That must have been one rank fart. <laughs> you guys don't think notice. that's funny? I think that's is it farting. True? Is, it with... true? Did he, is it true, though? Yeah, he farted at the cop. <laughs> is it true? And he really got I do wonder. Is this propaganda? Because yep. you can you spit at a cop and not get fined in most cities that's anymore. <laughs> and the sp- spokesperson for the, fire, for the police department said, and I quote, <clears throat> Our colleagues don't like to be farted at so much. What did it say? What city it was? Uh, it was in Vienna, Austria. No, Vienna, there Austria. You go. Austria. That's why. Vienna. I knew it wasn't in the United States, you know, you man. They prefer yeah. people to act civil. That's, yes, at all times. I knew that was yeah. not a United States story. No, no that, that, that's in the top running. Is Austria? Austria is a great yeah. place. place. I've been to Austria. I want to go there. Is it? Oh, yep. Austria. If you go there, I would, nine. I would spend my summer. Go to the Austrian Alps, where they border. They border Italy, so the north, northern Italy yeah. that goes into the Austrian Alps. There's a town there called Balonzo. It's Balonzo? Spe- it's spectacular. Sounds like, like a, a made-up name. No, it's, it's a clown. It's spectacular. Balonzo the it's Clown. Spectacular. Is spectacular. And go to the Utzi Museum. That's where the oldest human being ever found. He's 5,000 years old. Mm-hmm. He's found frozen solid in a chunk of ice. Yeah. That museum's in that town, and it's spectacular. You'll have a great time there. Utzi. And you took, yeah, Utzi. Utzi. And he's, he's about this big. And he, he, he went from Asia all the way there to the Italy. Yeah, but did Austrian he fart at the police? He might not have had any police back then. 5,000 years ago, I doubt it. I Probably love that not. so much. No. And they got on just fine. Farting with yeah. full intent was the charge. Yeah, in that country, they would they probably would arrest you for that. I think it's hilarious. That's wonderful news. So, ladies and gentlemen, we can cheer up because apparently Aunt Jemima is not going to be Aunt Jemima anymore. Uncle Ben's not going to be Uncle Ben anymore, and well, this guy got fined for farting at police. Aunt Jemima's not even maple syrup, so yeah, it is. oh, isn't it? No, no it's what like is it? brown it's like corn, corn syrup. syrup. Yeah. Oh, it's corn syrup. Yeah, yeah it's, no, it's, it's not. Fake. It's, it's not real maple syrup. It's not artificial syrup. Anyway, so. we buy maple, dude. We buy skinny sticks. 
Well, we, we buy genuine maple I syrup. I buy loads of maple syrup, and I never am brand specific. It's whatever. No, I'm not. Whatever real I maple just, syrup. The last yeah, you sale. have to buy that's real. That's the thing gonna, is, it's yeah. hard to find. Most maple syrup is not maple syrup. Uh, like a lot of honey isn't honey either. Yeah, a lot of honey. Really? Isn't honey. Yes. yes. What is that? Fake. It's just fake. Artificial. Well, from China. Sugar. Corn syrup. From China. And, and olive oil. A lot of olive oil is fake. Are you talking about bit of honey? No, honey. No, Regular honey, is a candy bar. honey, a lot oh. of it is fake honey. Sugar, yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, well, yeah. If and you, olive oil. You buy the five-gallon drums of honey, it's well, just Maple syrup's corn real syrup. easy. The real expensive stuff's real, and the yeah, cheap exactly. stuff's fake. Yeah. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. If you go to Whole Foods so or a co-op, if you saw what it takes to make maple syrup, you would have no I problem have paying that. for it. Really? Because so it's very much. hard to make. Yeah. You really? need so yes. much they boil it down syrup. to nothing, yeah. man. Yeah. It takes forever. Yeah. It's almost like making crack cocaine out of cocaine. You get, you well, get you like. Know. <laughs> Almost. So I'm saying you well, get very is, little. I love maple syrup. You get very little out of a lot. Yeah. So if you have a lot of cocaine, you cook it down to crack cocaine. You get very little out ah. of that. So it's like that's reduction. like maple it's syrup. A reduction process. Reduction of product. Uh-huh. Quality though. Okay. Get higher quality. It's good shit, man. Good shit. <laughs> maple syrup is good stuff. Oh my God! You know we're just talking about uh, China's battling and. India, they going after people India, yeah. falling off mountains in the Himalayas because of it, and North Korea was just quoted as saying, "We're sending in the troops." Yeah. Country vows to resume military exercises, reestablish guard posts near the southern border, so they're going to send in troops to the DMZ. Everybody, seriously, how is how can you not be sad right now? I know, and I, I'm not a very religious person, but all this stuff is in the Bible. It is. It is. And what's, right. Andy, look up what the end of the world looks like in the Bible. They don't call it the end of the world. They call it the next coming of Jesus. Oh, yeah, that's right. The, so it's the, not well, the end yeah, of the world. It's not going to be the it's end the of the world. It's the next coming of it Jesus in the Bible. Second, yeah, the second, second coming. coming. Melissa and could tell you all about it because she did Melissa yeah, could, she did but real, she's not yeah, here, so use Google. Studies, well, yeah. <laughs> there's all sorts of stuff in Revelation that's very, very insane. I know it. But is it Does anything like... Murder hornets and race riots. What's the what's the? I yeah. know a complete well, expert on this subject. If you ever want to have him on the show, he is. I want to know. He'll tell you every word. What the second coming is going to look like? Better get back oh, to you church. Jesus stuff. If, no, yeah. not. But what's it actually says in the Bible about this subject? He's like literally expert. I was talking to my friend Lindsay about this the other day, and we were like, okay, so right now, the United States is so vulnerable. Due to all of its ridiculous weakness, we could get attacked. I, right? <laughs> yes. If yeah. I was an enemy, I, I would attack our, our country right act now. Together. And you know what? That's what we might need. Oh, we might need to be invaded by another country we before might, we come honestly. together. I'm serious. Yeah, we might. Watching that, Good. watching that World War II documentaries. Mm-hmm. That's what we might need. We might need to be invaded by another country before we come together as like one country and fight. Let it be Canada. Yeah, yeah can, that would do really well. They can yeah. take us over. But that's might what it, that might be what it takes to make this country whole. Well, I'd rather be China too than what's going on right now. Honestly, I can learn to speak Chinese, but I can't stop being white. Mao. Wait a minute. That's okay. I think that might be Korean. Vietnamese. You don't think that that will be a problem in in a Chinese takeover? Your skin color. How about Chinese takeout? 
Oh, oh my God! Come on, so racist. That was funny. racist. How Chinese think I'm racist? I thought it was funny. Thank you. Your race is not funny. a problem. I thought it was good timing. Yeah. Good timing too. Unbelievable. China doesn't care who you are as long as you're loyal to the party. Yeah, that's very. Why true. do they have a lot of people not? in lockup? Because well, they're not loyal to the party. Oh, no, no. Have you guys? They must not have been loyal. Have you guys yeah, seen this? Loyal. Have you guys seen this guy who just got sentenced to 14 years or 16 years? In, in the white guy. Oh my God! He got set up. He got a friend he of his invited him to his wedding in Russia. Then when he got there, his friend hands him a, a zip drive from a, not a flashcard from a computer, and then the KGB grabbed him. His friend set him up, and now that he's in, he just got sentenced to 16 years of labor camp in I, Russia, man. Yep. He just Fun. was going to some dude's wedding. <laughs> He's, he's like nobody. He's just some guy. That's sad. So the guy that handed him the thumb drive or whatever it was. Set him up. It was his friend. It, he did something very bad. Yes. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Uh, he was trying to, he was trying, he was in trouble with, with the government and he was trying to give them somebody. Yeah. Um, and he gave him an innocent guy, but that guy's done, man. And they didn't even give him a trial. No trial, no nothing. They had him in a glass box. Yeah, I watched the video. Not a lot of due process in. Uh, and he no, held up a Russia. note saying "sham trial" on the glass because he didn't even get to speak yeah, and then or he nothing. Yeah, beat to a pulp because he did that. And now he's in a yeah. workhouse, man, wow. for 16 years. Yeah, I'm a lucky man because if you called me and said, "Hey, Tom, come to Russia," I'd go, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I would go. Not to, I mean, I, not my, me. I've been to Russia. No way. Yeah, I'd go to yeah, Russia. Catherine's been to Russia. I'd go to Russia. Never, never. Nancy's mom hey, just lady. went on a on a river hey, cruise. Lady. Nancy's like Russian dressing. Nancy's mom just went on a river cruise to yeah. Russia. She's always gorgeous. Uh, it probably is probably stop early because we're a minute late for Dinesh. Oh dear. So, oh. Yeah. All right, we'll oh, be okay. right. Well, early fifteen seconds early. We'll be right back. Dinesh D'Souza will join us right after this. Tom Bernard here with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always great to be with you, Tommy. Michael, we've talked before about the XCheck app at North American Banking Company, where you can send money to your friends and family directly from your account to theirs for free. I imagine people are using that a lot these days, huh? Beyond paying a friend back for the dinner you split or paying fantasy football or golf side action, we've heard from our customers that they're using XCheck to send money to their grown-up kids for a family takeout meal or using it to pay the person that plows their driveway in the winter. Our customers love the flexibility of paying right from their account in just a couple of taps on their phone wherever they are located. I use XCheck, and it's just as easy as Michael says. Send money in one business day or less, and it's completely free. Get XCheck by contacting any of North American Banking Company's five Twin Cities locations. So why not bank with my banker? That's you, Mike. Tommy, thanks for the privilege. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike is making a special offer for my listeners. You buy one set, get another set absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code TOM, T-O-M. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code TOM. No. 
No, she has to back her, I think. She'll be back. I like it. Ladies and gentlemen, United States of Socialism, who's behind it, why it's evil, how to stop it, our very special guest, Dinesh D'Souza. How are you, sir? Hey, good thanks. Good to be on the show. It's nice to have you on the show. I've been a fan of yours for years, watching you on television, speak your mind. Actually, one of the problems I have with America right now, Dinesh, can I call you, may I call you Dinesh, is that okay? Of course. Okay. One of the problems I have with America right now, Dinesh, is the weakness of our men in this country right now. It just, it drives me, they just cower and, ugh, it drives me nuts. For those who witnessed the global collapse of socialism, its resurrection in the 21st century comes as a surprise, even a shock. How can socialism work now when it has never, ever worked before? I'm going to, basically, I just want to shut up right now, Dinesh, and listen to what you have to say, because I, I love your take. Well, socialism, it's not as if it's a new idea. You know, at the end of the last century, socialism covered almost half the world. Uh, Huge countries from Russia and its satellites all through China, India. These were all socialist countries. I I grew up under Indian uh, socialism. I remember my family had a ration card which specified that we could buy only so much rice, only so much sugar, only so much cooking oil. So to me, socialism was symbolized by scarcity. And and India at that time was like the begging bowl of the world. So how did India come up? Well, by getting rid of socialism. Same with China. And finally, the Russians dumped it, too. So it looked like socialism was finished. And then almost kind of miraculously, or by some sick turn of events, it started reviving again in the United States, the one country that has never had socialism in its mainstream. So that's why I wrote the book, is to dissect how we got here. Who are the socialists? Uh, what kind of evil schemes are they trying to foist upon us, and how can we defeat them? Dinesh, I have to ask you a question. So off the top of your head. Uh, from the descriptor of your book, it talks about, uh, you know, socialism advanced today by the likes of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Bernie Sanders, Ilan uh, Omar, Elizabeth Warren. Very different from the socialism of Lenin, Mao, and Castro. Combined, Lenin, Mao, and Castro murdered how many people? About 200 million? <laughs> a lot. It was a lot of people. Yeah, the socialists collectively have, they've certainly killed 100 million people. And, and that, million. that's basically Stalin, 30 to 40 million. Hitler, about 30 million, including 6 million Jews. We sometimes forget Hitler was a national socialist. That was the name of his party. Uh, and then Mao, another 30 to 40 million. So those big three alone... <laughs> are responsible for wiping out 100 million people. We're not counting Pol Pot, Idi Amin, innumerable <laughs> others. So this it's is a, million. you know, I, almost, I say a line in the book, I say, it seems like socialism means never having to say you're sorry, because look at no other ideology that produces this kind of death toll could ever hope to have a chance again. It is but kind of strange, isn't it? It's, it is. it's very interesting to me, though, because I agree with you, socialism has been just a terrible thing for so many countries and people and but they just keep on uh, uh, currently in the united states the the thought is well they just were doing it wrong if they would just do it but what do you take what does what does that even mean 
I know. I use the analogy to slavery because see, socialism is the most discredited idea since slavery. And of course, many of the great writers on socialism, from Solzhenitsyn to Hayek to uh, George Orwell, they all emphasize that socialism is a form of slavery. It reduces people to misery and servitude. So can you imagine if someone were to say, well, you know, slavery was tried a lot of times, but everybody who tried it got it wrong. (laughs) The idea was great, but the implementation was poor. This time we're going to get it right. That's a great point, Dinesh. So why is it that they're pushing this agenda so badly? Is it just because they want to stay in power and they want huge government and everyone and they want to just be corrupt for the rest of time? Is that what this is all about? What is it about? Well, I think there are two points to make right out of the bat. One is that you've got a young generation that has been propagandized by its professors, that has been told that socialism is fantastic, and has been told that there are socialist models that do work. Uh, If not Lenin and Mao, look at Scandinavia. Why can't we all be like the Norwegians and the Swedes? They're happy people. It works over there. And so the the propaganda of academia is critical here. The other thing is there's a very crafty group of socialist leaders at the top who have actually realized that socialism can be unbelievably profitable for them. And we've seen politicians in this country, from the Clintons to the Bidens to Gore, Al Gore, making really tens of millions of dollars on a government salary. Now, even though they keep pointing to Scandinavia, there's no Scandinavian politician who has done that. Uh, But socialism in America has been a kind of a racket. It's a way for the people at the top to get fabulously rich. It is absolutely true. And by the way, I do believe, sir, and you can obviously correct me if I'm wrong, but the Scandinavian countries do so well with socialism because they got all their money from capitalism. The United States gave how much money to Norway to drill for oil? The oil money is a big part of it. Huge. It's a huge part of it. Well, so, uh, you know, the, the Norwegians are capitalist in wealth creation, even though socialist in wealth distribution. Right. They have low corporate taxes. They have no minimum wage. You can hire and fire people for any reason. There's no wealth tax, mm-hmm. with one exception. There's no inheritance tax. Uh, so the Norwegians and the Scandinavians are very careful not to kill the goose that lays the golden <laughs> eggs. In fact, they don't even demonize the rich the way that Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders do here. Right, right. Uh, Dinesh, uh, we got a caller for you if you're okay with taking a call. I'm ready. All right, we got Craig <laughs> on the line. I'm ready. Craig, you're on. Hey, uh, good afternoon. Dinesh, big fan. Uh, can you talk in detail how Lincoln uh, faced the same pushback from the Southern Democrats and that how Trump is facing the same type of pushback from the Democrats, uh, but in a more technical and a social media type of stance? Because I I love what you talk about, but the parallels between Lincoln and Trump are just becoming so very apparent. Can you go into detail about that? me? Absolutely. Well, the first thing that's really interesting to note is that the left today is pulling down not just Confederate statues, they're trying to pull down Lincoln statues. Mm -hmm. Now, you might think that's really strange. Why would somebody try to pull down the statue of the guy who freed the slaves? In fact, some people on the left have been telling me for years, oh, you know, Lincoln was a progressive. Lincoln was on the left. The two parties switched sides. (laughs) Well, if that's the case, you would be embracing Lincoln. Why are you trying to pull his statue down? The truth of it is that Lincoln embodies in a crucial way 
both the Republican spirit and the American spirit. When, when Lincoln condemned slavery, he said something very profound. He said, slavery means you work and I eat. In other words, slavery is a form of theft. I'm going to make you work for free, and I'm going to take the fruits of your labor. And Lincoln said, this is the core of the Democratic Party. This is what they do. Now, what's really interesting is that if you fast forward 150 years, we obviously don't have slavery. But what we do have is a Democratic Party that is still based on economic confiscation. Whenever they have, they promise free stuff. By the way, the Scandinavians never talk about free stuff because the <laughs> Scandinavians know that they themselves are going to pay for it. Right. But the key to free stuff in America is we're going to get somebody else to pay. In mm. other words, you work and I eat. They're still up to the same old tricks. What an amazing take on wow. it. Wow. The top 10% pay how much of all income tax in this country? Like 50-something no, percent? No, it's like 80%. Yeah, well, it's more than 50. Is it? Yeah. Well, there you go. The top 1% pays about a third of the taxes, and the next 9% pays another third. So collectively, the top 10% pay about 66 to 70% of all income taxes collected in this country. <laughs> and they still get yelled at. Yeah. Yep. It's not enough. They're not doing enough. All right, uh, we might have time for one more question if we're very quick about it. All right. Well, Dinesh, you got to come back. This was not long enough. We have about 8,000 more questions for you. <laughs> yeah, do. I got a lot of questions. <laughs> we really do. Hey, guys, I'd love to do it. I mean, if I can close by saying, look for my book. It's United States of Socialism. We're going to have a movie based on the book coming out later this summer, and that movie is called Trump Card. So more to come on that score. But if you go to my website, it's just DineshDeSouza.com. You can find out about all this stuff. We'll talk to you soon, sir. Thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Right. I wanted to ask you if, if, if the people that are all uh, climate people that are yeah. all freaked out, are they involved in this movement? Because it seems like they oh, are. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I don't about know. It. I, I barely well, hear anything about the environment. I know, anymore. but they, they, well, they want you not to hear anything. They, don't, they want to make it not about the environment. The thing about climate change and all that is, is because the cost is going to be so enormous and corporations and factories are responsible for so much pollution they are they align with the progressives because that's where all the big money comes yeah. from corporations aren't going to police themselves no right unless they absolutely are forced to i'm a hundred percent for cutting as much international shipping as possible absolutely i don't Get I, i've never 90 understood of it even if you've got you know well, it seems like they already have i got five packages coming from other countries i can't get <laughs> well yeah but i mean like you know just the fact that it's so easy to buy cheap crap from china sent over on a boat that gets 50 gallons to the mile. Yeah, and you know, polluting up the storm. And it's all the polluting the entire time. Else. And no one seems to be worried about that. They're worried well, about... I think that's changing now, though. You think so? Yeah. I think the people are done with throwaway products and they want quality products. I product. hope so, because I hope that's... So. I, honestly, I bet that whole international... That's hurt Ikea. The whole, the whole international <laughs> shipping, you know, dime a dozen product thing is probably responsible for... At least seventy-five percent of the world's how about pollution. Just, how about just the moral obligation to not buy stuff that you know pe people get paid ten cents an hour to, <laughs> to make? Mm -hmm. And even, but you know, it's even the quality of stuff. When I, I mean, when I was a kid, a pair of jeans would last you almost a lifetime. I mean, you had to grow out of them. They Levi's. Were, yeah, they they last you. Yes. They, they, you had to grow out of them. They didn't get holes in them. Now you buy even a good pair of jeans. They're they're junk in in, a, in six months. There's no market for quality. That's because of the stretch fabrics. Oh, oh yeah, that's probably. 
one. Yeah, jeans yeah. used to be able to stand up on their own when they were new. I mean, jeans you had to wash them for about six months yeah. before they softened up. They were basically it's leather. It's all that stretch fabric. Oh, even leather today is garbage. Pay attention. Damn it. <laughs> oh, will be bad. He who's on his computer. <laughs> no, I, I, a minute and a half ago, uh, I was like, I'll wrap it up. Okay, uh, Dad. Okay. Papa. All right, you're all out. We're not doing another segment just for that. We'll be right back. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home. List it on the MLS and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. What's more important than reliable plumbing? Having someone you can rely on in case it ever needs attention. Hi, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Look, you don't want to mess around with leaks or shoddy installation or repair when it comes to plumbing. Sabre is the largest installer of Moen fixtures and Ream water heaters in Minnesota. They're dependable pros who get the job done right. So when plumbing happens, call Sabre or visit saberheating.com. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Oh, like in. Who knew we had lumbar support? We're distracted by lumbar support. <laughs> lumbar support. I, I just, I just, we've only been sitting here. These I chairs. Need, for I need years. lumbar support. And not to mention, this yeah, song has another. Lumbar there's a little support. pillow you another, can move up and down. Yeah. We're just going to yeah, ease on into this that. one, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, God. there it goes. There you go. Oh, a little Pink Floyd. Yeah. Andy's got his Pink Floyd going today, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, you. Is it me you're looking for? Dinesh D'Souza is on Twitter, and he gets beaten up by the masses like you would not believe. I have a question for you. What does he say that's so wrong? He doesn't like socialism. That's not what you're supposed to say today. Socialism sucks, and it doesn't work. When are you going to learn that? Because they're going to keep pounding on it until it it happens. Everyone pro-socialism that I know thinks that socialism is... We press the socialism button and everything is free. Yeah, yeah. You get, well, yeah, you get they don't have to work. Money, That's yeah. free just, money. Yeah. Yeah. But what do you do if you don't work? You don't. You get everything for free. It but what do you matter. do? Well, What's your purpose? Catherine, I could tell you. No one needs a purpose anymore. If you're in chop right now, you get higher than a mother effort. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. You are yeah. feeding people. The Man, we're doomed. So the we're doomed. If we you're going to have doomed. everyone on drugs and no one works, it will become... You don't even have any idea. Well, the week after that's implemented, China takes over because there's nothing stopping them. If everyone is just an unemployed, you know, they're just that's right. everyone's hum- drunk and high sitting at home. All China has to do is call in the debt. 
Yeah. <laughs> then Pretty what are much. we going to do? I Pretty mean, much. Geez. We owe them 11 trillion or something. So much World War Three is going to be China versus Russia. Who gets America? It's all going to be done on the Internet. It won't even be a real war. Thank God. Well, I either get to say virtual, a virtual Niet war. or Mao. I don't know. We, you'd be surprised what our military has. Our military, our military is pretty is strong, strong. Man. It is I don't think strong. we could be taken out that easy. As as people, we could be taken out although, very easy. As a government, we could not. Although but, Obama did weaken our army when he was president. Yeah, but Trump really boosted Trump it. He really put so much money back, into it in the last three years. You know, oh, yeah. As, as a person billions. who's actually been in socialist com- countries... I've actually been there. Yeah, me too. It's not good no, for the people. Not. No, the not average for the people. person has nothing. Yeah, no. nothing. They're ecstatic. We got. We talked to a guy in Cuba when Catherine and I were in Cuba last year. We were talking to a guy and he was all excited. Oh man, so, this is the greatest thing. I'm so excited. The government has allowed. Uh, Mr. Castro has allowed me to get a second job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? He's allowed me to get a, a second yeah. job. Yes, I've been from the Baltic states all oh, the way to God. Cuba. Completely different countries, completely different gover- or governorship in, in some ways. None of it works. It doesn't work. <laughs> and, and I'm not talking about owning a lovely home and driving the latest car. Or that robbing they don't get the any, workers. It's like that's not how they get to live. They, they, they never have had chicken or meat. No. Well, you have to be over, over 70 or under 7 to get... Yeah, you have to save up. You have to <laughs> you save do. up for four years so you can get on a train and go to a country to buy some sheets mm-hmm. because you're so taxed yeah. in your country that you can't afford to buy sheets. Well, the, you get what the government gives you, and that's yes. it. But I do have a question. I mean, you. if that's what, how you want to live, have a fun time. I know. No, I forgot what my question was. Well, it doesn't matter because we got a call from Wendy. Wendy, Wendy, Hello. Wendy. Hello, hello, hello. How are y'all today? Marvelous. Oh, I know my question. I can ask you this, Wendy. Dinesh D'Souza does a lot of research, works very, very hard. What he says is true. He's a very smart guy. Why do people hate him so much? Because he's not a coward? Uh, Yeah, it's because he doesn't fit the narrative that they're trying to push to make the country what they think it should be. Uh, And it's really interesting because when people argue with me online about socialism, the first pushback I get, oh, well, you don't like socialism? Well, what do you think libraries are? I'm like, that's not socialism. (laughs) What about welfare and all this? And I'm like, "Mm, I don't know about that. But, I mean, I have... And I only have a couple minutes. I have, you know, we have a friend of the family that had to um, had to move to the United States from Bolivia mm-hmm. because he he had to apply for asylum because he he was one of the people down there fighting against the socialist regimes down there. Right, and he was threatened with death. So America's oh, like, yeah, sure, I believe that's, that's fine. I would. I'm so telling you, I would probably here, leave. Yeah. Well, and he said, you know, it just, he says, it kills me when I hear people talk about what a utopia that socialism is. He says, because it's not that way at all. He says, it is absolutely horrible. He said, basically what socialism is down there is the country's run by the cartels, but nobody wants to hear it outside the country. Yeah, the the military and the the government is corrupt, and that's how, Mm -hmm. that's how... It works in every socialist country. Yeah. And in Minneapolis, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he said that, well, he, pretty he much. Said that, you know, he said Bolivia used to be a beautiful country that he grew up in. 
and people that are were you know running it when he had to leave were you know owned by the drug cartel so yep. basically cocaine runs the country yep and he says he says i just want to shake these young people and say go to my country for even 24 hours and you'll find out just how horrible socialism is it's well terrible. but they'll go with a university group who will bring them to places that tell them how wonderful it is it's the same if you go to North That's Korea. That's what happens. That's they what happens. They show you what they want it's, you to see. Yes, absolutely. That's, That's why politicians, it's they smacking, go. If, sma- if smacking them wasn't illegal, I would have so much fun. I'd just run over to a college <laughs> campus and whap, 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 whap. You know, that's, there's a lot of talk about that right now that this all started because of candy-ass tenured professors. Yes. That's where it all yes, starts. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I disgusting. managed to get my daughter out of college without, you know, falling victim, so to speak, to some of those. Whenever she'd, like, bring up some crazy yep. idea that one of her professors had, I'm like, okay, the, the prop- let's look this up and find the facts. Yeah, that's the thing is parents have to, when they hear that, they have to say, time to disprove that. Well, the problem is we all ignored it for 20 years. Yeah, so now did. you have yeah, multiple generations did. that think this is true. Yep. So right. we, And we, it's all our fault. We ignored it. The pro- the, and we did. It's oh, because absolutely. parents let the college professors be parents to their children. That's right. right. They yeah. said, oh, the professor's going to be yeah, smarter no, than not- me. <laughs> That's what the average not parent said. Yeah. The professor's smarter not than not I. Yeah, but it, if you look at an eighteen-year-old, yeah, yeah, but if you look at an eighteen-year-old, they they go, they get to go off to college. They're living on their own. Quote, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and and they're like, well, my parents are spending, you know, between seven to whatever tens of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. to send me to college. They wouldn't send me to a place that's telling me a bunch of crap. Right. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. We all thought all oh, the professors are smarter than I'm all of us. I'm just learning new stuff that my ancient old parents who are supporting me 100 percent don't know it's disgusting so disgusting it is unbelievable you know Catherine. you know the trick was that we used when we when we you know had her enroll in college Mm -hmm. we sat down and had a little talk with her about college and finances and how this was going to go and i said always remember when you get out of college you're going to owe half of this in loans because we're paying the other half but what i want you to remember is be very careful about what you hear and what you believe and don't be a sheep think objectively and research Mm -hmm. because you know you're paying for somebody to brainwash you if you don't it's very true and i have to go because i have a meeting coming up but tom i also want to tell you that uh Prodigal Son got renewed for second season. It yeah, that was like, your suggestion. Yeah. It looks like it's going to come up uh, in the spring again. Love it. I appreciate your call, Wendy. Excellent. Have Thank a good you. day. Bye. Bye. Uh, did you see, we only got a couple of minutes left, did you see the number one complaint about COVID by young parents? My Number one parents. complaint by young parents, uh, parents young in America. Young parents. Young, young parents That's me. in America. I'm a young parent. Yes, you're a young parent. <laughs> I'm guessing they're forced to homeschool. That is exactly it. They're bitching about having to spend time with their children. Of course they are. Well, man. in their defense, if you work full time, yeah, if you're and you're trying to be on 80 million Zoom meetings and homeschool your kids, it's going to be tough. And don't have kids. And on the other hand, well, no, it's that I, wasn't yeah, the world if, three months yeah, ago. If you're working full time, if both parents are working full-time and you have three kids at home that are under the age of seven i don't even or even but and, even and on the other side the kids have to be with their parents 24 hours yeah. well yeah. Yeah. I mean, really. yeah it's not even the young kids it's the preteens that right. would be imagine being really with your parents 24 7 no no 
No. We can close no. with this. <laughs> a family, a young family, apparently uh, worth a lot of money, said, "Well, we can't. We can't do this. We need a little time away from our children." Apparently, they had two, three children, whatever it was. They said, "We we, we got to take a little time off." So instead of getting babysitters and going on a trip themselves, they rented an entire resort for a week for hundred and fifty thousand dollars, so they wouldn't have to spend time with their kids. Wow. <laughs> Ooh, nice work if you can get it. Yeah, so yeah. well done. Yeah. What's wrong with that? They showed the place. The place looks like uh, it's not that much actually. Yeah, it probably came with a few nannies. One hundred fifty grand <laughs> for a week. Kids probably had a blast yeah. for yeah. a week. That's for an not entire that bad. resort. Yeah, that's 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 uh, real reasonable. One hundred fifty thousand. Split that between ten people. Yes. Can we, can we get that yeah, deal? There you go. Well, well if you, seven point two million, you can stay the whole year. Yeah, for a week, that's a great deal. I yeah. think that's not bad. No, that's know. not bad at all. Where was it? Um, not, not in America. No, no. not no, in America. It was in America. It was in America? Yeah, it, was, yeah. it must have been a little tiny roadside resort like, yeah. like, it was like, not like tiny. Dutch Wonderland is, or something. This place is huge. Huh. Palatial? It's palatial, yeah. Nice. It's uh, 20, 19,000 square feet. So is that, oh, compared to, what's the, is that compared to like the one in Shakopee here? Shakopee. What's that one? What? Del, what's that? We have a resort there. Mystic oh, Lake? Valley no. Fair. Valley Fair. Oh, oh that, yeah. No, no, it was a resort. Oh, an resort. Amusement. It was not oh, an amusement, it amusement park. park. Oh, okay. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant walls Motor group walls.com and doug sprinthal Nissan news. This is exciting, and I'm glad Andy's here. We just got our first shipments at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan of the all-new 2021 Nissan Rogue. Dude, you need to trade. This is a brand-new vehicle. It's got bird's-eye parking. So when you're backing up, you hit the screen, and it's like a spy satellite above oh. the vehicle. It is, And it's got ProPilot. It is cool. Trade your car in. Well, Melissa said she did like this one better than the last one, so maybe she'll like the next one better than this one. All right. Be like Andy and Melissa and check out the Nissan Rogue. It's been a dream of mine to be like Andy ever since he was born. <laughs> so, yeah, check out these vehicles at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and in Coon Rapids, House of J-Lo and the House of Dan Resch. Tell them Andy sent you. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. <laughs> I just realized something that I never realized before. Okay? Mm -hmm. So I got into radio on September 3rd, 1970. Because I I never really graduated high school, but they had me come back and sit in a homeroom for a half a year. (laughs) 
and then they gave me a diploma. So I, I graduated in January. No, it was actually December. What it did was, it say on the diploma, GTFO? It says F off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> GTFO, that's exactly right. You doing okay down there, John? Just looking for more volume. It's on the right side. Yeah, I got it now. You got it now? You're good to go? Okay, so, so I get out of high school on like December 18th, 1969. And then... I go to Brown Institute. Was that a, this is like a seven month course? I think it's nine months, but they they asked me to leave after seven <laughs> and gave me another diploma. And I started at KDAN in St. Paul, a little 500 watt day timer, on September 3rd, 1970. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize till just now, I met my wife Catherine Brandt on September 3rd, 1980. I never realized those yeah. two days. Isn't that weird? It is weird. That on the same day, it's that's odd, man. What was the date again? September 3rd. Oh, so it would have the, been just before we went on Labor Day vacation. One of the dates that I've never been married on. But anyway. Uh, no, there's, there's, there's only a handful left, so. <laughs> I'm, I'm teasing. I'm just. I'm teasing. No, you're not. Okay, so somebody brought this up on by coincidence because I, I plugged the fact that you were going to be on the podcast today. And, you know, one thing I want to say up front to people, which a lot of people for some reason think that I hold everyone at arm's length and get the hell away from me and leave me alone. John and I have been friends forever. Moon from Moon and Stacy's a really good friend. I luckily met him through Doug Sprinthal. Nicest guy in the damn world. Wife is far too good for him. You know, another one of those guys. Right. There's no question about that. I've known Meat Sauce over at KFAN since he was 16 years old. Wow. I know a lot of I think of he's a buddy of Campbell Walzer's, actually. Meat yeah, Sauce. I could see that. Yeah, yep. I could see that. Absolutely. Um, you know, as far as that's all concerned, uh, I have a lot of friends in the radio. No, they're... I, as far as Nick and Josh at 93X are concerned, I know them both, but I don't know either one very well. And then Nick's got kind of an edge to him. Because I, I tease him once in a while. Because he, he, whenever I talk about 93X on the air, I say 93X. But whenever he talks about KQ on the air, he says, the show down the hall. Right? <laughs> so I, every time he does that, I walk past him. I'm like, oh, you mean that, that show that paid for everything that you do? <laughs> you mean that one? But no, Nick's a nice guy. Josh's a great guy. Who else? There's some pricks in the middle. Oh, Dave Ryan's a complete prick. That's the one guy. Oh, that little puppet. Every time I see him, he could not be nicer to me to my face, but then I hear from nine or people. He goes after me on social media like there's no tomorrow. So let me ask you this. How did you two guys meet, if you remember that far back? Oh, I remember it specifically. Okay. Uh, Tom was on the air at 15 KSTP, the 15 KSTP, baby. Um, and I had been out in western Minnesota at the Buffalo Rodeo. And I was listening to 1500 KSTP. And we hadn't met face to face. So I thought, well, it's late enough. I may have been half snapped. <laughs> no, not, not us. <laughs> but I just kept right on driving. I lived in South Minneapolis at the time. I kept right on driving past my home and went to uh, KSTP, 3415 University Avenue. 3415, baby. Yeah. One and foot in Minneapolis, one foot in St. Paul. I've been there millions love of it. times. I love that building. Oh, yeah. It was it was great. It you was come into that building. front entryway and yep. see that line down the, yep. down down the, the middle K. of the linoleum. 
On uh, all of them. <laughs> they, they finally remodeled the entryway to, the, to Hubbard just this, just this year. So Not I, the floor. Oh, yeah. It's all oh, different. Oh, no. I love that floor. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry to give you oh. bad news. So, anyway. But I, so, I, I, I you're, walked You're in. driving in your car drunk over to St. Paul. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. No. <laughs> That's real. Wow. But I, so I, Defamation. I, I walked in to the, the studio, and I just walked in to introduce myself. Wow. And, and, I, and I'll tell you this, because a lot of people uh, think that Tom can be kind of a prick. Um, and they'd be right. But... <laughs> the hell do you know? Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> but the number of times that he took me in when I didn't have another place to go, I mean, I'd show up with a paper bag full of my belongings... Well, it's only six times after each divorce, so it wasn't that big a deal. <laughs> was, but he, he, I know that feeling, by the way. It's getting <laughs> a little close to home. How are you two doing? He, kind, he kindly took me in. Um, the first time was when you were right off of Ewing, over by Lincoln Dell. Yes. Yep. You, you had yep. an apartment over there. Right over, yep, absolutely. Right across the, right across, what is that, Minnetonka, where Minnetonka Min- Min- Seven over. comes together. Yeah. yeah. Right there. And then... We ended up getting a place together. Uh, Emerson Avenue. Emerson. Emerson and Lincoln. Fortunately, he was on the lease. I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Neither was my brother, if you remember that. Correctly. Yes, I remember that. That would be me. But I, th- I think I think three times. I think I've, I've said this before. We were roommates three different times. Yeah, I think we were, yeah. Yep. Um, and, he, and, he, and he kindly... <laughs> He kindly <laughs> took me in. So, who normally sits in this spot? Uh, uh, Alex, no one really. Yeah, she. Well, I mean, she came in for the first time in what, like four months yeah, earlier this for, week. Well, because so, of COVID, it's been empty for a while. Kids. Uh, yeah. Why? Why are you ask? I just because I see this like cuticle. In yeah, there you go. Alex. Alex. Yeah, that's Alex all the way. <laughs> no doubt about it. No, John, it's one of those deals, though. I talk about this all the time. For me to be, you know, I ended up over there. I was 19 about to turn 20 when I went over to KSTP. And to walk into a building that had Knapp and Bush in the morning, Steve Hatley, Joe Hager, uh, Machine Gun Kelly had, was just leaving at that time. Uh, Steve Shannon was there. Larry Carolla was there. You know, half of those guys are dead now. Really? Yeah, Carolla's dead. Steve Hatley's dead. What killed Joe Carolla? Hager's dead. He died of cancer, I think. Oh, that's He's Austin, Texas. I think he was living in Austin, Texas. Nicest man. You'd never want to meet a nicer guy than Larry Carolla. You never <laughs> could have meet. <laughs> Who called him Crayola? Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Larry Crayola. Well, he went with the joke, so that was good. But, I mean, times like Larry Carolla and I, I was doing the, the uh, uh, I was doing 8 to midnight, and he was doing midnight to 6 on New Year's Day. Ugh. So I was there New Year's Eve. If anybody's got a copy of that, because he and I were hammered at midnight, I'll tell you that. Hey, happy day here, Crayola. <laughs> yeah, great. You know who else was there? And I think about it from time to time. The Cosmic Cowboy. Cosmic Cowboy was there. Yep. Terry absolutely. Roberts. Terry. God, what a lunatic that man was. Oh, Driving down University Avenue, shouting down red lights. Oh, yeah, 240. Dotson 240Z. With his bottle of <laughs> George Dickel whiskey. George Dickel sipping whiskey, baby. George 
Dickel? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like it's out of Black Jesus. What was it's that? Darby. Much, yeah, yeah, Darby. Hey, we're going to drink this Darby. We're going to give me some Darby. But, yeah, that was, to walk into that building with that much talent, and you didn't realize this, but you had TV commercials, and you had, you had, I mean, they spent a ton of money on that radio station back in the day. So, for my first, it wasn't my first job, it was my first real job in radio. Right. To walk into that building and just be around all that talent, man, it was, what a stroke of luck that was. I mean, think about that for both of us. It's oh, yeah. God. And what happened good for me there was that uh, when Knapp left. Mm-hmm. Went to Philadelphia. Went to Philly. And I had a relationship with Charlie. I love cause, Charlie. Because Charlie would be in uh early in the morning, and I was doing the overnights. So Charlie Bush was there, and we had just developed a relationship. Um, and uh, it's, I mean, one of the, one of the great f- moments of my career was when Charlie was uh, sick. When he, yeah. when he was sick, we organized a group Tom was there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Nap was there. Nap was there. Yeah, he was. I think Rod Person was there. Rod too. Person, Smoking Joe, was, oh, I think. He, still I lived in southeast Minneapolis when I was, I guess it was right out of high school, apartment with just a bunch of stoned-out hippies. Rod was right next door to Rod us. Rod Person? Yep. Great Yeah, guy. it was like really 11th and 4th Street or something like that. And one of the guys would always block his car in because it was a shared oh, driveway, and he'd come oh, over and he'd be all dressed up to go up to Hubbard, and he'd be knock pounding on the door, pissed off. He hated us. <laughs> oh, Rod was an even guy. Well, well I don't blame back. him. I mean, we were being dicks. Not Let me get me back to one question. Here. So what do you mean people think I'm a prick? Where's that come from? <laughs> Nobody ever told me that. Well, people have asked me before. Oh, because of my on-air persona? Yeah, people have asked me before. What is I, I, everybody that knows Tom gets that question? I was talking to Tony Lee about this the other day, and I said, you know, there was one time when somebody it was at a bar, and the guy was really hammered, and I said, you know, I'll tell you something, but it's kind of a secret. That's not even his real name. It's <laughs> Phil Castowitz, and he goes, really, Phil Castowitz. And Tony <laughs> Lee has told people, he goes, you know, I've never actually met him face to face. No, but I mean, but. Because of your on-air persona. But people think that you are... And I always say he's a way nicer guy than he would like you to know. That's a good way to put it. Because he prefers to keep a lot of people at arm's length. Mm -hmm. It's too expensive to know a lot of people. (laughs) It's really spendy knowing a lot of people. That's all I know. (laughs) Over the years, it's very, very true. But uh, let let me give you an example that if I didn't... And again, it's not like a fake. It's just a bigger version of who I am. And when you're on the air, it's the same way. When we're on the air, it's just a bigger version. So if I just did the show in my normal, you know, demeanor, I guess, it would be... Yeah, so John and I have known each other for a long time. And be, That'd be boring as hell. Pretty great, wouldn't it? Me talking like this. So we got to take a break, and then we have to. I screwed up the yeah, opening. Take a break, John, but, yeah. and you have two minutes to think about this. We always have the guests tell the story of the Ooh. first car that they own. So yep. when we come back, it'll be your turn, and you can make something up if you want. Oh, no, no. I remember that vividly, too. All right, hold that thought. We'll be I, right back. I have heard 
not the first car. It was a 1974 prick. We'll <laughs> 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 be back. <laughs> Tom Bernard here, and with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, a lot of people have heard us talk about community banking over the years. We've been doing these commercials. What makes working with a community bank so different for your customers? Our business banking customers honor us by sharing how we're able to help them on any new project, how we're able to quickly get them the funding they need when others in town can't do it. We do it by taking the time to get to know our customers and the challenges they face. When your business banks with us, you are not just another account number. One thing I've always admired about North American Banking Company is how your team treats not only me, but my friends and family that bank with you so respectfully. Tommy, thanks for making me look good, like my team does. As you know, I have a face for radio. We yes, take you do. <laughs> we take pride in doing the right thing for all our customers and the communities we work and live. That's what we mean about being a community bank. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Dan Chesky is here from Dan Southside Marine to talk boats in February. 2021 is all about boat inventory or the lack thereof. Dan's has what you're looking for in the color and model you want. So get in and take advantage of the factory incentives and discounts February offers. Why should our listeners shop for a fishing boat at Dan's Southside Marine? We have the latest models on display, like the new Revolution. It features rotational seating from Premier Marine and the new Lumacraft FSX crossover fishing ski. Both are getting tons of attention and grabbing sales from the competition. Dan Southside Marine is packed with pontoons from Avalon, Berkshire, and Premier with all the rebates and incentives we mentioned at the top. Get the family out this weekend and come see these amazing pontoons. And be sure to ask about custom-rigged Alumacraft fishing boats this weekend at Dan Southside Marine during our February open house. Dan Southside Marine, six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. We are back with John Hines, local radio legend. John, tell us the story about the very first car you owned. I bought it in 19, uh, 1971. It was a 1954 Ford Ooh. country sedan station wagon. A station wagon. Station wagon. It's quite really? the chick magnet. I yeah, bought it chick, from. Chick I bought it from Chuck's on 18th and Lake. Or it was we? Is he came to be known Hungry Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> and I swear to God that it died about a block away, and I had a couple of buddies with me, and I swear to God we were looking at the front of the used car dealership mm-hmm. there as he was counting the money. Uh, the, the, I, I gave him 95 bucks watching as we pushed it by the dealership. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Lake Street in the 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s was the heart of the used car business. Oh, yeah. oh And maybe yeah. not the safest place to buy a car. No. This was not really for non-professional car buyers. No, it's where... Chucks, it's... Time Motor, there was a whole bunch of them. Oh, Woodhead? Yep. Um... In fact, Tom Horner told the same story. Yeah, he bought some he old did, Chevy, yeah. and he I did. think he might have got four blocks out of that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, then I put a new battery in it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know, I wasn't the, the, the wisest uh, person about automotive uh, mechanics. But you remember that there were a lot of vehicles then that had 
six volt right batteries. Yep. Really? Huh. I didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it was till the late fifties that they went to twelves mostly. Well, really. I put a twelve in there. Uh oh. Turn the headlights on. Oh, yeah. Boom! Just like flash bulbs. <laughs> yeah. A little yeah. overvolted. Yeah, it was. It was a little carried away. I know the. I know Tom knows the answer to this, but I don't. What was your first radio job? Oh, I went to Normal, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Every time I drive through it, I think of you, because we drive to Florida once in a while. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. 13 months, 3 weeks, 4 days, and 37 nights. <laughs> you must have loved it. <laughs> I just wanted to come home. Yeah. I, guess I, I, was, I was a home... Homesick? Home guy, yeah. And What kind of station it, was it? Uh, it was a country station. W-A-K-C, Countrypolitan. Whack. <laughs> you worked on whack radio. <laughs> yeah. I remember it's whack FM, but jerk AM. Yeah, great. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. WJRK. WJRK. Jerk AM. Yeah. Whack it or jerk it. It's up to you. <laughs> I feel like the FCC wouldn't be too happy about that. Ah, they're fine. Don't worry yeah, about that. They'll get over they it. They assign the call numbers. Yeah, 1440. On this show, I can ask this question, and you don't even have to use the word because it's not a great word to use, but I've always been asked, and I don't think there ever has been... Um, all radio stations begin with a K or a W. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? Well, I'm, I am asked by so many people, not so much anymore, but I used to be. Was there ever a radio station that ended in UNT? And I went, I highly <laughs> doubt it. Probably not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure no. Want? Or OCK, for that matter. <laughs> Maybe in Oklahoma, though. Want. Yeah, want. I wonder. That's exactly right. I wouldn't do that if I were you. <laughs> OCK might might be in, but that'd be oh, tough. Actually, they were assigned to a station in Wailuku, Maui. Where? What station? What was? It never was built. KOCK? K-U-N-T. Really? Oh, boy. Yep. That is amazing. Yeah. I, I never realized that would they a low-power digital television vision station. So this is recent, uh, relatively, if it's digital. Yeah, relatively. Why would you do that? To Randomly assigned, I'm sure. God, the T-shirts would be worth a fortune. Yeah, for <laughs> real. So. Oh, and the slogans. Oh, yeah. God, get into it. Uh. It's like uh, when I was a kid, the thing was, uh, I need oh, to God. see what it is. French Connection UK, FC UK. Everyone wore their shirts because yeah. it didn't say it, but it was close. God. Isn't that amazing? I never would have assumed that anybody would have used those call- but somebody tried to use those call letters. I think they were randomly assigned. I they must have been by who? There's Great no grandma? way the FCC would have ever approved I that. I wouldn't think so. So no. they must have known. I wouldn't think so. So I have two questions. Are, are you a Brown Institute grad as well? WKBI, the Brown spot on your dial. And did that place get burned up? I no, did it? No. I, I don't know. A lot of. I mean, that's about the where it oh, all started. Oh, did that building get burned yeah. up? Oh, oh, I don't no, know. No, I know they're out of business. They're out of business, yeah. But the original building where I attended was at Thirty Third and Lake, right? Thirty right. Second and Thirty Second and, and Lake. I don't know. I don't know. I I I haven't been over there. But I will tell you, the Red Barn is closed. 
Yes, that was you right know that Town the Talk Diner got torched. That's oh, did it really? Yes. Son of a bitch! You know, oh, that's terrible. Here's the thing, and I, my son, the one who lives in Ireland, yeah, posted um, uh, a, a lengthy sort of manifesto on his uh, Facebook page, and he said he was talking about how hurt he was about what happened to his neighborhood. Twenty mm-hmm. seventh and Lake, that <clears throat> right, neighborhood. Right. Um, everything from the schooner to whatever. Yeah, the hexagon's but gone. The hexagon what? is gone. Yes. Oh, but that's terrible. My father and I used to go to the town talk on a Sunday morning. He would help me with my paper route. And then we would go to the town talk afterwards on a Sunday morning. Um for a oh, for a breakfast. God. Phenomenal. It, yeah. And it was just um, I think his breakfast was normally a bromo seltzer. <laughs> well, we can get into that. We start talking dad if you want. Both of us. Yeah. But um, yeah, and it, uh, and I think that's the part that made me feel bad is because it was a regular, yeah, a regular I, Sunday I'd morning. I spent spot. a lot of time there too. I used to go to. They used to have open stages at the Poodle Club, which sadly burned down about four years ago. Yeah, and it was the it's the weirdest collection of people in that neighborhood. Well, <laughs> it's the was very right interesting. Next door to Brown Institute. Yeah, yeah, right. I think it was within a block or two. Yeah, it was right on the same block. Oh, was actually. it? Yeah, was it? The corner. My father used to talk about the time that the hex was robbed at like eight o'clock in the morning, and there were forty people in the joint. But nobody could describe the guy. <laughs> yeah, one of, you know, one of my favorite things about Town Talk Diner, and that might have been in the later year. I don't even remember back then. But you would literally go in there for, for like a Saturday morning breakfast or something like that, and there would be guys in there staring across the street bitching that Minnehaha Lake Liquors isn't open yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when are they going to open? <laughs> When I drove taxi in the seventies, the there was a couple of guys. I won't name who they were, but they would do a lot of bootlegging on Sunday morning in that oh, neighborhood. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. There were some guys that couldn't make it until they. Who did the you drive taxi open. for? Blue and white. Oh, my father was an owner operator for Yellow. Oh, was he really? Yeah, when they when they broke up the cab company, when and he owned he owned the the cab. Yeah. Uh, basically, you own the radio. That's uh, right. Um, because when he passed away, uh, we sold it to the guy who drove his cab. I, th- I think I told you this story before, Tom, that I'm at home one Saturday. That's uh, when I married to Annie, my son's mother. And Do you have two sons? Two sons, yeah. Oh, I thought you, when you just said my son's mother is only one. No, no, no. I'm sorry, I meant two, yes. <laughs> Sons plural, not possessive. Yes. Yeah, not possessive, exactly. Um, but there was a call that came from then WLOL when I was working at, at LOL. Right. And somebody said, I didn't want to give out your number, but the guy said you can call this number and get a hold of him. This was on a Saturday morning, mm-hmm. early. So I called the number. It might have been James, I think that might have been his name. And it was a it was a, 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 a phone booth. This was before everybody had a phone. It was a phone booth at the bus station, at the Greyhound bus station. And I called the number and the guy said, hello. I said, hi, my name is 
uh, it's John Hines, and I was told to call this number. He said, oh, man. By now, I guess you know why I'd be calling. And I said, no. He said, oh, man. I hate to be the one to be telling you this, but your dad, he be dead. Oh, no. Your dad be dead. Are you kidding? Wow. That's how you found out? Yeah. Well, that's a shame. That is a weird story. <laughs> so then I called, uh, then I called, uh, he, he said, well, he's at the Gopher Motel. Oh, that's right. He died in the Gopher. I remember that. He died at the Gopher. Yeah. And, 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 he, and he, so I called the Gopher, and I got the manager on the phone, and the manager uh, said, well, the coroner is here now. Oh, God. This is convenient. And it's like, well, okay. And that's the coroner says to me, can I ask you something? Does your dad have a drinking problem? Well, not anymore. Not said, anymore. That's what not I said. Anymore, baby. Apparently not anymore. <laughs> Sorry, it's just too good a line, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Apparently not anymore. Apparently so. not anymore. I remember that. I do remember one very special part of that story is there was a six-pack of beer with one beer out of the little, remember the little plastic mm-hmm. circle? Yeah. And there were five boys left. So Dad had one and the five boys, well, four boys, as it turns out, had a beer because one Tommy cut him out of the mix. <laughs> no, 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 he was there. He was he there. He was there, I know. But we, we, yeah, this was at my house after the funeral. We, I had them chilled, and it was Special X. Uh, the, was it? I, it was special X. I didn't know. I remember that. in that green death. We yeah. used to drink that a lot, <laughs> but oh, it, because it said did. you can travel around the world and not find a better beer, it's no longer true because it's not on the label anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, we so we we all toasted. Uh, and it was kind of funny too. One well here they are, these are. Stories that are, are, I guess. We got to take a quick break and we'll be back more with more drinking and driving stories with John Hines. <laughs> Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit shift2sell.com. That's shift, the number two, sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. Tom Bernard here with my friend John Schwartz, co-owner of AAA Movers, a family-owned part of the Metro since 1964. John, first off, when it comes to moving, not all companies are created equal. What are some of the scary stories you hear about other guys? Tommy, if you hire Chuck in a truck, you unfortunately are going to get Chuck service. AAA Movers makes it our mission to guarantee satisfaction with every step of what can often be a stressful time in your life, moving. We move ten to 12,000 families every year, so from your price quote to the professional, respectful way we handle your life's possessions, we'll make your move easy. I like easy. By the way... 
This month, if you mention Tom Bernard or KQ, you'll get a free moving box kit with every move, and you'll save 50 bucks off with junk removal with Junk Luggers. Your move is always triple guaranteed with AAA Movers. That's their price guarantee, safety guarantee, and satisfaction guarantee. Call 612-588-MOVE or online at aaamovers.com. AAA Movers, you may not move every day, but they do. Okay, you just reminded me of something. When the okay. guy said, your dad be dead. Your dad uh, be dead. Went to WAP in Jacksonville in October of 1977. Okay. <laughs> the big ape. The big ape. And so I get there, and I'm the night guy. You know, well, the reason, because I have a very raspy voice, and the signal goes right through the ghetto out into the ocean. So they were trying to fake, head fake everyone that I was actually black. I never claimed to be, but that was the impression everybody mm-hmm. got. Right, except for like my second night on the air, I got this call. Hey, cat man, let me ask you a question. You ever laid down with a black woman? I said, Well, what do you mean? I'm black. She goes, No, you're not. Don't lie to me. <laughs> she knew immediately. <laughs> but so I asked, Well, what happened to the guy? Did the other guy, you know, did he go to a different market or something? I said, no. He got fired. And I said, Well, why did he get fired? Now remember, this is October of 1977. Remember what happened in August of 77? Is that when Elvis died? Elvis died, yeah, right? Got lucky. Oh, they play me the audio. <clears throat> the Elvis <laughs> dies on like August 17th, 12, 17, something, something like, like that, that, right? Next day, this guy goes on the air and he plays, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is a musician from the Jacksonville, uh, Florida area. And we're going to play a song that he dedicated to Elvis. And here it is, a tribute to Elvis. Bill Burditzman and Elvis, he just ain't dead. And he plays the song, right? He comes out of the song and he goes, Elvis, he just ain't dead. He's dead. Mm. (laughs) Goodbye. You're in the deep south, a-hole. You don't want to be doing that. He's in the deep south making fun of Elvis after he died. Yeah, the day after he dies, he's making fun of Pretzel. Not a good plan. But what the hell, it all works out in the end. Doesn't I can't it? believe your dad was a cab driver. I, I did that for four years. Didn't end well, but I, I really enjoyed it. My favorite thing, and this was a, with a yellow driver, I bet your dad knew him. They asked me to be a union steward because back then they had an organized union. This is before they destroyed everything and made cabs leasable. And so I joined the union, and I got to go to the union meetings, which were at the vice. Remember the vice president bar on like yep. thirty. It was uh, uh, across Lake Street from Wake, where Kmart is now. Okay, that was before the they blocked bus, off the Nicollet Avenue. Yeah, yeah. So the the union meetings were basically us getting stiff, and Dick Say, who was the head of the union, who called everybody my short peckered friend. Telling the most outrageous stories. It was like he was right out of central casting. He's what? calling you my everybody. Go hi, my short peckered friend. His name is Dick Say. He, you know, he was just a character. <laughs> what did Dick say? What did Dick say? <laughs> right. He's actually my the dick. guy what that named now then Minnesota. Oh, he is. So really? he was in that town, and oh, they were yeah. trying to incorporate it. 
And they were, again, hammered at 2 in the morning and trying to think up a name. And one guy kept saying, well, now then we could call it Mary's Curve, or now then we could call it, you know, Crossing the Hill. And Dick says, fuck it, let's call it Now Then. And everybody said, sounds good. It's a great town, Now Then. That's, it's a how, great name. that's how they named it. Not too far from Coin. No. God, some of the towns in Minnesota. <laughs> I mean, Jim, Jim Paul used to do his whole deal about... When you're in Emily and you're trying to remur, you got to go through. I, I, what is it again? In order to get, what is it? There's three times. You can't get to climax. Gotta, yeah, right. That's if you want to get to climax, climax. you got to go through whatever. Yeah. Emily before you get to remur or something like <laughs> something that. Something to that effect. It's yeah. something like that. <laughs> really. Only in Minnesota would you have something well, like that. What was the one I just saw and I shared it with somebody? It's how to tell if somebody is from around here. Yeah. You you give them a list of town names. And it was Aiken. It was um, Matamidi. Oh, mm -hmm. Matomedy. Matomedy. Yeah. <laughs> Matomedy, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a whole list of them. Um, Shakopee would have to be on there. Shakopee's on there. Oh, Shakopee yeah. was on the list. Well, uh, I knew a guy who grew up here, and he still pronounced it Ostigo, so... Oh, it's Andy, not a foolproof Andy, test. I do that Andy all the time. Does. He says Ostigo. Yeah. Yeah. I, I messed, that's the one I messed it's up. It's not a foolproof test. But no, I can't remember what, what the other towns were, but it was just, I thought it was... Well, Edina would be. People always... Edina. Yeah. Edina or Edina. Edna. Yeah. Malax, yeah. Edna, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Funky yeah, Cole, right. Funky Cole, Edina. Funky Cole, Edina. <laughs> exactly. Goddamn. <laughs> it's absolutely true. Um... What is a hell of a lot of? Now you gave me all these memories, but all, well, that's the whole idea too, though. Well, it's that was something else, man. To it, to be at fifteen hundred KSTP, the music station, back in the seventies. And how many like times were you there? In five. five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I just mentioned this the other day to people. I've been at KQRS now for thirty-five years. I have another now seven, about seven years, a little more than seven years left on my deal. So I'll have been I'll, I'll have been there for forty-two years by the time I retire. Longest I ever worked at a radio station before that was nine months. <laughs> <laughs> so I might have changed a little bit as time went by, but it or, all worked Or was out, that yeah. more common back then? I'm sure you had it coming, but I mean... What do you mean by that? What do you I'm mean you're just sure taking a stab it at coming? it. Andy, can I get some backup? <laughs> five times, yeah. I worked at KSTP5. Mark Driscoll, I worked for Mark Driscoll <laughs> and Chuck Knapp. And well, that's how I got the morning show. From Driscoll? Because he couldn't make it. Uh, what do you mean he couldn't make it? He couldn't make it in. Who, Driscoll? Yeah. I didn't know. What do you mean he couldn't make it in? He was just so jacked up. He was jacked up. I do remember Mark being a jacked up guy. I don't remember if he was, you know, if it was booze, drugs, whatever. But, and then, because he needed, I was doing the overnights. He needed somebody to call him to wake him up. Oh, yeah. But he'd be so screwed up, sometimes the phone would just hit the floor. Oh, God. And that's how you got the job. That's how I got the job. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? You know, the first time I was at KQRS. Well, they do say that half of being successful, I can't even say the word successful, is showing up. Yeah, that's so I'll see. There you go. You got to show up. But, yeah, my first time at KQRS in 1982, I was only there for about seven months and got fired. And then I'm sitting in New York. We find out we're going to have Andy. So by coincidence, I just find out Andy's going to be born. And the phone rings, and it's Dave Hamilton going, hey, you want to come back to KQRS? And I went, 
I guess. I don't know. Then I, he guess, called me, I guess. Then he called me back and said, no, it's not going to happen. I said, really, that's too bad, huh? He goes, yeah, the McKennas hate your guts. <laughs> they owned the station at the time, right? <laughs> were they then, local or was it a No, they were in Washington, D.C. They were uh, lawyers in D.C. Okay. And then about a week later, I got a call back. You're in again. I said, what do you mean I'm in again? They said, they stole, sold the station to ABC, so you're good to go. <laughs> if they hadn't sold the station, I would have never come back. Isn't that weird how that stuff times that out? Is, that is amazing. I would have never been back here if they had not sold the station like that week. So why did you get fired the first time in 81 or 2? Uh, because one of my coworkers stole another coworker's purse, and I said, basically on the air, you're a thief. And apparently they didn't like me talking about crime on the <laughs> at the radio station or whatever. And Dick Poe, Dick's no longer with us, but I ran into Dick Poe years later. I said, Dick, I understand. It's not a big deal. It's not like I'd hold it against you. I've been fired more than any living human, so <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. But no, that's the thing about radio. Most people, what do you think the average time is for a person? Well, what's his name? Roger. I almost took the morning job at CHUM in Toronto in 1975. That I almost took that job. But then Roger, what the hell is it, Ashby? Is that his name, Roger Ashby? He took the morning show at CHUM, and he just retired. So, wow. I mean, so he'd have been there like 45 years. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, well, I Roger mean, was good. so many things, I don't, I'm an outsider, obviously, but so many things have to happen for the station can't go through a format change, right? Right. Maybe it could. It's but tough. It'd be, it'd be I tough. I mean, if them. you're a morning drive show rock guy and they decide to go to classical, you're not going to survive the cut. But John went from playing, playing the hits to playing country music and that, that yeah. worked well. Yeah. That and then, worked fine. And then to talk radio from there. And talk radio from there. Exactly. So it worked out. I got to tell you a funny story about, <laughs> Your country days. I had a friend of mine, I have a very good friend of mine. He's a lifelong bachelor. Women just love him, and he takes advantage of that, I think, to great lengths. I'm glad and we're, you should. we're driving around, and he's got station, and we're listening to you. And I said, and not, no offense, but I'm not a big country music fan, especially modern country. He says, Mikey, why do you listen to this crap? He goes, I don't like it, but girls love this stuff. They do. <laughs> and this was the height of the, music, oh, baby. Bull, oh. the bull riding days and, you know, back oh, then. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, 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 what was it? Was it Thumpers South and then became... Oh, Thumpers. Peabody's. I think it became Peabody's down off of... Uh, 55. 55, and, yeah. 52, that area down there. Was that there. Tony Benincasa? Did he own that? No, I don't know if he owned... No? No, but he owned... You know, when it was Thumpers, he probably. I did. think he owned it when it was Thumpers. Yeah. Yeah. I saw. Oh, Todd, but... I saw Todd Rundgren at Thumpers. Did you the really? Real one. Oh yep. God, what a thrill! It was that a must back have been. to the bars tour, and I, me and oh. a buddy of mine who were huge fans stood right in the front row, and I learned how to play more Todd Rundgren songs by watching him and taking notes. And biggest fan he has is Catherine. She loves. I'm him, a man. big fan of his as well. Anyway. Yeah, but anyway. I forgot about Thumper South. That was the fever pitch disco for a while. and I don't know. It's, it's so many things. Yeah. Oz over in St. Paul. Oh, that was an interesting spot. That's another place where. That was the Mont Pettits, wasn't it? Yep, I believe. I think it was. Or Lauderville. Uh, yeah, or. I got I to gotta double check now. Somebody, somebody will correct us here. But, um, yeah, it might have been one of Blackie's joints or. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was at home one Sunday afternoon when I lived over by Lake Nokomis. And phone rings, 
and it was one of the Mon Pettits, Earl or Warren, one of the the, 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 adult, the older guys, yeah. yeah, the older, yeah. And he said, if he asked if I wanted to go out for a a love boat cruise, and it's like, uh oh, what? And he, I said, let me call you back. So I called my friend George Cook, who was a bartender. Georgie, I miss George. Oh, God. What a lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> I, so he called me. I, I, I was talking to George, and I said, George, I just got a call from, I don't remember which Mont Pettit it was. And I said, he invited me to go out onto the river with him for a, a cruise. Do I want to go? And George said, no. Do you want to come back? <laughs> you don't want to go because you don't want to read about it in the paper the next day. Yeah. No. Um, because it was it was like, you know, it was uh, it, 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 a couple of guys in a boatload of hookers. And which afterwards I thought about it and thought, well, that could have been fun. <laughs> Would have been a good time. Didn't work out well for the Vikings. Was that oh. before or after your uh, <clears throat> bowling reference about Earl Montpettit? Remember that? What was that one? You don't remember? Oh, I still tell that story to the Montpettits. Think of that son of a bitch. <laughs> well, you got to tell a story. So John is on the air at WLOL. And Earl Montpettit was going up on, I think it was a prostitution charge, if I remember correctly. Probably something from yeah. the, the Belmont. Yeah, something from the Bay, exactly. So he's going to do do a little time in jail, I right? I sold cars with a guy that his previous experience, he was the head vibrator sales, salesman at the <laughs> Belmont Club. Well, there you go. Good job. So John's on the air, and I'm listening this day. And it was revealed that while he was waiting to go to, go to jail... He went bowling. Do you remember the story now? So he went bowling. You sure I told this story? Yes, you did. You definitely, because I heard you do it. He rolled a 300 game. Wow. Right? Which is pretty damn amazing. Huh. This guy's going to jail, and he rolls a 300. Shows you how concerned he is about going to jail, right? Hines on the air goes, and I tell you something, I mean, bowling a 300 games is tough enough, but try doing it sometime wearing handcuffs. <laughs> and the Montpettits did not see humor in that at all. That's really funny. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if I... I never said that. Yeah, here we go. Oh, my God. we got to book, book you again. Yeah. It's over already. I know. It. Oh, my God. Well, I knew this was going to happen, and we've just scratched the surface. So I want to thank John for coming in and being part of Car Selling Secrets. It's been really fun. I knew this was going to happen. Uh, and let's do it again. Very fast. I'd love to get you booked. In. You know what we should do, actually, John? This inspired it. You know, maybe we should reach out to, to you know, Moon and, and Meat Sauce and whomever. We should get a bunch of guys in here and do, like, a 50-year radio conference. That would be That'd amazing, be awesome. wouldn't yep. it? You could be the moderator. You could probably even set me up. I don't have to do anything. Why not? You'd be the moderator. You guys are all extroverts that talk for a living. Who would it be? Let's see. We'd have we would have Moon in here. You, we have you in here. We have who else is out there? Like I said, Meat Sauce. I've known forever. Get him in here. It'd be funny if you get Dave Lee in. I don't know if he's Dave do Lee's it, a great guy. I, he he is. He's a he's, I heard he's, he's a, a really nice. I mean, guy. every he's, time I see him, he's very very nice. He's a very nice man. Yes. That's what I hear. Uh, and he knows a lot. He knows a lot about a lot of different things. Yes. 
It's it's really kind of like an encyclopedia talking to that guy. It is true. Somebody told me he's retiring, or he did retire. No. Somebody told me he's retiring. That's what I heard. No. Well, I Mike don't. Lynch retired, right? Kind of. I Mike think Lynch. Yeah. Mike Lynch retired. <laughs> <laughs> Cannon. You know what I love about you? I'll close with my Cannon story and Galfan story, right? So Cannon and I became pretty good friends. We'd go out and have lunch, or we'd go do, you know, hang out and whatever. We'd talk about radio and all the rest of it. He's having a great time and all the rest of it. And So Galfan asked me one day, he goes, hey, could you introduce me to Steve Cannon? I'd, I'd love to meet the guy. And I said, yeah, no problem. So I introduced him. Steve Cannon never talked to me again. <laughs> What does that tell you? Right there, baby. John, come back. we got to have you back. All right. This was terrific. John Hines. Thank you very much for the invitation initially, and I appreciate the opportunity. And I'm gonna talk, I want to talk to you more about what you talked to me about, so I'll, well, I'll just give you a call later or whatever. All right. I'd love to do that. I think that would be a great idea. Okay. All right. We'll talk to you later. Over and out. Over and out.